I V M. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech Careers in the New, the new podcast series presented by Accenture. I'm your host Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay. In this podcast series, we'll get you the latest and greatest in the world of technology that's shaping the future of business as we know it. We're talking intelligent platforms, cloud, AI, blockchain, extended reality, and a whole lot more. Every fortnight on Wednesdays, we'll have for you a hot topic with expert speakers from Accenture talking about top trends in the space, how these are changing the world and creating growth across industries. And more importantly, we'll tell you how you can learn more, build your skills and expertise to grow and stay relevant in your career. So this week, our topic of the day is, of course, Microsoft. Frankly speaking, Microsoft doesn't need any introduction, but as is tradition, let me give you one anyway. Uh, Microsoft, as you all might know, is a leading global vendor of computer software, uh, hardware, mobile, and even gaming systems and cloud services now. So the company develops, licenses, supports a range of software products, services, and devices, essentially. Today, we are discussing the strategic alliance between Microsoft and Accenture. how microsoft is actually reinventing productivity and business processes they're pioneering personal computing technologies and of course how accenture is creating expertise in the cloud and digital transformation space we'll discuss how the accenture microsoft business group is delivering industry specific offerings and consulting services to enterprises that lean towards microsoft technologies To demystify all of this, of course, we have more experts with us from the field. Sangeeta Agarwal, lead Microsoft Modern Workplace Advanced Technology Centers, and Mukta Mittal, managing director, sales and solutioning, lead growth markets at Accenture. Welcome to the show, Mukta Sangeeta. Thank you so much for being here. To just to start this conversation off, I would love if you could give us a little bit of background or introduction about yourselves and what you do in, of course, Accenture and with regards to the whole Microsoft practice that Accenture has. So, first of all, Siladita, this is my first podcast, so I'm both excited as well as very nervous. Oh, don't be, uh, don't be at all. What do I do? And that's a good one. I hope my mother is listening to this one. What do I do at Accenture? Um, so I play multiple hats, like everybody else in Accenture. Um, I uh, lead Microsoft Digital Worker and Modern Workplace um, Market Unit, which basically works up across a span of technologies which power everything at the workplace. Whether uh, okay. you go to a store or you come to an office, every piece of technology that powers the work you do, mm-hmm. how you do, and all the devices that you interact with. is what i do for our clients and for accenture and of course in my second role i also lead hr technology for accenture globally so it's a fun i get to do both for our clients as well as for accenture accenture is my biggest client wow i'm very passionate about technology and our people and what technology can do for our people and society in general that's about me i can go on forever no wonderful i mean and i want to dig deeper into of course uh, what that actually entails mukta if you could also give us your background and introduction and also tell us you know why uh, microsoft as a brand and as a platform and as a domain is now suddenly uh, back in action in such a big way sure sure shiladitya and i think that is something which is causing a lot of excitement and buzz for all of us as well but let me first introduce myself uh, mukta mittal I have been a part of the organization for about 13 plus years overall I think 
have been in this industry for 23 years, which is now making me realize, you know, all the hard work and the hours that I've put in, how long will it help me sustain my, my health? But I hope it's going to be all a pretty long journey. Uh, in terms of my roles here, uh, I perform two roles. One of them is that uh, I lead the sales and solutioning for our growth markets business, specializing on the Microsoft stack. So that would be um, any kind of solutions that we are doing for our clients, for their you know, uh, business transformation, for their employee or their customer experience transformation, or helping them you know, move on from their own legacy systems to bringing them onto the digital world and helping them on their modernization journey. Right. Uh, the second role that I perform is I also uh, am driving the uh, Microsoft business specifically within India to actually, you know, given our focus on near domestic business, uh, I have been tasked to actually see how we can grow the Microsoft business within the uh, India market. So those are the two main roles that uh, I am doing. And clearly in those both roles, I'm very excited about what's happening at Microsoft because that really brings in tremendous opportunity for what I do day in and day out. I'm sure we all must be, you know, when we talk of Microsoft, typically what we have known Microsoft since ages is, uh, you know, personal computing, yeah, desktop, laptop, laptop. Or the desktop, in fact. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's going to, you know, when you sit on your desk at home or even in your offices, everybody's turning on a, a Windows. Yeah. Now, that is what Microsoft has been for a, you know, very long time. Also, you know, yes, there has been different uh, products that they have been launching, but they've typically been a very product-focused company, very closed. I mean, all the products integrate very seamlessly with each other, but all on the Microsoft stack. Right. That is the Microsoft which was there a couple of years ago. And once Satya took over, Satya Nadia took over as the um, CEO, uh, there has been a good amount of transformation that Microsoft itself has been going through product focus to more of outcome-based solution focused, which is what they are now talking about. Um, at the same time, you know, more more and more focus on uh, productivity, not only of the employee productivity, but your infrastructure productivity, your business productivity, and employee productivity along with all of that. So I think that is what is changing, uh, you know, for Microsoft itself. And another significant change at Microsoft is the way they are opening up to the ecosystem, how they are embracing more and more of open source uh, how they are uh, providing or enabling their platform to seamlessly integrate with even non-Microsoft stack. Right. I think that is the significant change which we are observing within the way Microsoft uh, has been, you know, going to market. And we all can see that in the results of Microsoft, right? I mean, a $1 trillion business is not a small business. Right. And what we hear from them is their aspiration to actually double their business within the next few years. All that means very clearly means a significant opportunity for all of us because our clients, our CEOs are very keen on leveraging the power of the platform to improve their businesses. Almost 100% of our Fortune 500 clients have Microsoft platform solutions in some form or the other. So clearly what that means is a significant opportunity ahead of us mm -hmm. for us to tap into as Microsoft embarks on this new journey. Amazing. And I'm going to also ask you a little bit more uh, in a bit about, you know, what exactly that means uh, in the framework of what uh, what you do. Uh, but Sangeeta, coming back to telling us about more about your job and, of course, the exciting things that you do here. What is Accenture's role overall in this story of Microsoft? And what is Microsoft's, how, how deep does this partnership go? And, you know, uh, can you tell us some aspects about it? Yes, I think it's fun when you work in a large organization like Accenture. We are 450,000 plus people across the globe. Uh, we work out of um, 
100 plus countries. Uh, and we have a very young workforce. Right. And so guess what? We get to experience and do stuff which resonates with our youngest person who comes to work every single day at Accenture. Right. Because what they aspire is what our clients aspire for, right. which is how you're applying all the digital and new technology at work, how that makes my life seamless and easy, and how do you bring in the cool quotient which you have when you're at home, you're browsing on your phone, you're doing your tablet, and then you walk into your office, and how do I keep that experience seamless as you walk through the door? And I think that's where the Microsoft uh, platform and the ecosystem which Mukta was referring comes to place, and how then we bring that experience for not just for the people who work for us, but every single employee of our clients, because that creates a stickiness to what they do at how do they perform their work and how do they then serve their customer. A happy employee is going to create a happier customer and not yeah. other way around. And that's my focus in both my roles. And that's why it's just exciting. I get to play with all the new gadgets, uh, AR, VR, XR, and then AI is, uh, I would say, it's omnipresence right now. Wow. Wow. Could you tell us a little bit more about that exact, uh, what's what the strategy is or what, you know, uh, for Microsoft as a platform, as a cloud platform or as a multiple services platform? What is the strategy that you today? Uh, so I, I think the big stuff I would say is that we're shifting from what happened to the customer experience, which we saw five years back. We started about customer-centric experiences. And now with everything we're doing on the Microsoft platform, as well as if you talk to any of the CXOs, is what we're saying, we need to look inward focus and how we can apply what marketing did to customer to our employees. Mm -hmm. And that's where the whole power of Microsoft Cloud, its ecosystem partners, devices comes together. And that's a big strategy, how you look at employee experience, mm -hmm. workplace experience, resulting into superlative customer experience and how it impacts then your revenue and profitability. And there is a direct correlation. There's enough research done to prove that correlation. So now if I take a step back, so what does it mean for Accenture and our customers is that how do I translate and make it real? for our customers, how we help them build the strategy around it, how we then implement and execute it, is where I think Accenture, Microsoft, and our customers are going to work together. And then what it does mean for people like me and all the people who work for Accenture is that how do you bring this all together? How do you apply your own experience and say, if this works for me, this will work for my customer? Wow. So what is the... If I, if I could yeah. add a little bit on, you know, Microsoft strategy as uh, Sangeeta outlined from, a, you know, the shift from customer experience to employee experience. I think the, the other significant bit which is changing uh, from a Microsoft strategy perspective is the focus of on um, intelligent edge and intelligent computing. Uh, I think the way, you know, Microsoft is moving from the original personal computing space to a three cloud strategy providing... Um, you know, obviously personal productivity, business productivity and infrastructure productivity, all of that powered with the intelligent edge and intelligent compute services, which would enable businesses to actually make much more value from what they are doing right now. For instance, I think one of the uh, examples that we talk about is 
intelligent edge or intelligent devices mm-hmm. getting kind of deployed on uh, a particular equipment deployed somewhere in Tennessee or uh, say across the North America, different equipments. How is it that the the organization whose equipment is deployed or the manufacturer, how is it able to keep a track of what is the state of each of those equipments? Mm-hmm. Those intelligent sensors providing the information back, being able to use the, compound, the cloud compute and intelligence power to make sense out of that, to be able to predict any you know, maintenance could use early on to reduce the downtimes associated with that particular equipment. How do you, you know, actually distribute the workloads more evenly, resulting in, in the overall optimization of operations for the manufacturing client, just as an example. Right. So that is how what Microsoft seems to be, you know, sharing the message back with us is intelligent cloud and intelligent edge is something which is going to be their focus for the coming years. And that's going to create, uh, transform the way businesses are run uh, this point in time. I just wanted to add on to yeah. uh, no, no, uh, that, that from a strategy perspective. That was actually uh, what I was also going to ask is uh, we hear about this uh, the three cloud strategy of Microsoft, right? Uh, how is it different from you know, in the overall space of cloud platforms and overall space of this ecosystem which you're talking about, right? What can you tell us about it which is unique? And maybe I can get your views on this. From So when we talk of, you know, uh, three cloud strategy of Microsoft, I think when we, so typically there are, we, we've heard of different cloud providers. And yes, typically what we look at cloud providing is, you know, space, storage space, your compute power, ability to host your applications or your databases, that's one part of the cloud. And that obviously is the Azure cloud that we all know about. But there are two other clouds as well. uh, When we talk of Microsoft, uh, one of them being a complete, you know, Dynamics cloud, which is all about providing the ability to businesses to run their business, to run your, you know, your CRM, how do you interact with your customers? How do you get a holistic view of your customers' Uh, in terms of what all are they buying, what are the products they have, what are they doing on the internet, uh, what are the queries for which they are coming back to you and so on and so forth. And at the same time, helping businesses uh, know a complete holistic view of your customer and to run your, you know, your finance, your HR, your payroll, your inventory, your budgeting. So that is your complete dynamic suite, which is another cloud. And the third one is your uh, O365 suite of applications, which enables organizational productivity. How do your organization, you know, your employees in the organization interact with each other? How do they collaborate with each other? How do they exchange knowledge with each other, which, uh, you know, can be very siloed, but at the same time, leveraging the O365 suite can enable it for you to be much more collaborative and efficient. So that's the power of the complete Microsoft platform which clearly differentiates it as compared to typical other cloud providers. Exactly. So it's a complete holistic uh, platform providing not only a cloud storage example as uh, as we begin with, but business solutions as well as your collaboration solutions along. Wow. So that's actually the unique uh, advantage, I would say, for Microsoft as a brand because of these three uh, distinct uh, yeah. you know, capabilities as, from, as a cloud provider. Does this also mean uh, they have... Uh, you know, the fact that especially the other two clouds we you just mentioned, uh, in, including the O365 uh, suite, because that's something which as a consumer, uh, you tend to be introduced to first, right? As a user, maybe as a personal computing user, you also get introduced to that. How does that transition uh, into, you know, as a business user, does that seamlessly work in the in the whole space? Yes, so I think uh, all of us, uh, the, the lines between your personal productivity when you're outside of work and when you come into the work is blurred now. Right. And as I said, uh, 
you're also looking at the experience to remain seamless across both and cloud enables means imagine a world where you used to stack your photographs uh, in an album and uh, every time you wanted to look at them uh, the only way to do was that you're physically present yeah. along with the album yeah. um now in this new world you basically are moving across you you're looking at a picture on your phone while you are at a home on your mobile phone while you're commuting to office and you come to office and somebody wants your uh, picture because uh, there is a town hall and you're still accessing the same photograph sitting in office using office laptop so i i think cloud becomes omnipresent it also because it also create a consistent experience as right. you move spaces and the personas you're playing at that point in time whether you are at a work or you're at a um, you're camping somewhere or you are at home mm-hmm. and i think that's the power of seamless experience that across the three cloud it enables for the end user the business and the frontline worker when you are working at office at a restaurant at a retail showroom it just creates a consistency of your experience which is then powered by the three clouds wonderful i also want to ask a little bit more detail about you know some specific practical or real world examples maybe right uh, uh, the work done in the industry uh, by your teams uh, if you can share a little bit of sure. as a partner or as an employee in this space what kind of real world uh, experience do i get to have working in the microsoft platform sure so i mean uh, probably when there are various examples that come to my mind of what are we doing to enable businesses i think one of the examples i'll talk about is uh you know we have uh, this is for a leading uh, beverages provider and they do have these vending machines you know everywhere globally in all cities countries and so on and a typical challenge uh you know how do i get the right is the is my product actually getting sold or not uh the raw materials which are needed to prepare my drink are they the right raw materials when is my when is the raw material getting almost getting consumed so that we replenish them at the right time and hence uh, the the consumption of the beverage is uninterrupted consumption when is the upcoming maintenance schedule in case there is a, any problem with the with the particular equipment which part of the equipment is actually faulty so that the field service agent can actually go with the exact thing which is required and reduce the service time these are couple of Correct. challenges yeah. that they face now for that one of the solutions that we have built for this client is Uh, IoT sensor-based vending machines, which are deployed either in corporate offices or at different, you know, uh, food courts or airports or in different, you know, shopping complexes and so on, so that with the power of those sensors in different portions of the vending machine, our client is able to monitor the vending machines much more seamlessly. There is more real-time replenishing. They are able to keep a track of what is the consumption. The pay-as-you-go model if it becomes so much more implementable for them. So that is what. one of the solutions that we would have enabled uh, for this large beverages client i would say imagine a world and that's a road map for this particular client uh, of course along with microsoft is imagine the machine can greet you mm-hmm. uh machine remembers that you like your latte mm-hmm. it basically wishes you birthday wow. it's you your best latte and somebody at the back and knows that how many lattes got consumed today and um, guess what this week's favorite drink was latte wow yeah and imagine the power that it creates for both the beverage company and the consumer on getting a personalized service for something as simple as 
you want to be treated like a king when you are a queen, when you are standing in front of a beverage machine and machine talks and treats you like you're getting a gold gold standard platinum service. That's what we are calling as digital twins. Mm -hmm. And how do you create a digital twin with a very contextualized, individualized experience for every single customer of our clients? Another example, uh, Shiladitya, that I can talk about is what is the work that we are doing for a uh, large airlines, uh, enabling them with a POS solution so that the in-flight staff can actually, uh, you know, do an online sales of all of their um, their food, beverages, as well as the other uh, gift items which typically get or the commercial merchandise which is sold on the airlines. How we have built a POS solution which enables those flight attendants to be able to better manage their sale, a real-time sale, uh, better management of their inventory. And uh, other, I mean, if I were to look at the way it used to happen, the airline staff would have all of their inventory information available on papers. They would do the sale in the flight. They will track what all they have sold. They will go back and reconcile what the balance should be. Then they will reconcile the inventory when they land. And that's all a complete long process for them, which used to take time for them to finish. Now, this POS solution enables them to track all of it real-time. And even before the flight lands, there is already a good information about what is the pending inventory, what all sales they have made, what is the total you know revenue collected there. Uh, there was also a risk of leakage because at times the credit card transactions yeah. didn't work out because you will anyways get the payment once you land and if anybody has used uh, an expired credit card, exactly, there's no yeah. way for you to find that. But with this POS solution, even that leakage could get addressed to a significant extent. So that is the solution that we have built for this airline, helping them uh, transact better and provide a better experience to the in-flight attendants. Now, the next stage where we are working with the client is about how do we make use of that data, which is now getting recorded digitally to better understand the flight demographics, what was the sector on which the flight was, what were the products which what consumed more from a food, beverages, as well as merchandise perspective, so that the inventory management can be done more intelligently to stock the flight with the right products which sell more and to also capitalize on the missed opportunity in case a particular merchandise is asked for and it is it was not, it's not available. Yeah. So that's one of the examples that I thought, uh, you know, we can talk about how we are helping uh, that client both increase their sales as well as their revenue. Perfect. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. This is a perfect real world example. And I, I would say everything then boils down to what kind of an experience we are creating. Um, imagine in this case, the experience uh, pre this solution for a flight attendant. Uh, the primary job is customer safety. But yeah. then they are also supposed to sell because guess what? Airlines make money out of, of, it. Course. of course. And imagine um, not just you're just supposed to do your day job. Now you're selling and then you're counting money on hands and you're worried about uh, failed credit card transaction. And uh, once you reach your destination, instead of going home, you're now middle of the night sitting and tallying inventory, counting cash, uh, managing. Imagine the life-changing experience it does when you do this for uh, airline staff. So there is a business angle to it, but everything eventually lands to if airline staff's day in life changed so much and how then it changed the life of the every person who gets on the flight journey for getting a personalized service, which is coming next. Right. No, it all boils down to that. Absolutely right. So is this also part of what uh, you're calling, uh, I think, your 360 approach of using 
the Microsoft platform. Is there something you could also tell us a little more about that? So Accenture have a very, 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 very uniquely positioned when it comes to Microsoft as a both as a platform provider and as our partner. We are largest consumer of Microsoft technology. So we are one of the largest consumer for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft is one of our biggest client and we go together in the market to serve our customers, both our, of our customers. We have a joint venture with Microsoft, Avnad, which has been their most preferred SI for over 10 plus years. And that puts us in a very unique position when we go and sell to our clients. Also, it puts us in a very unique position in terms of getting early access to all the products. Our engineering team have access to their engineering team, having best of their trainings available to us and being able to influence their product roadmap. And I think that's very unique to us compared to anybody else. And what does this mean for, again, people who are starting out in this uh, in this domain, right? What kind of exciting careers does this develop? And also, if you could tell me, where are we going from here? Like, what is the current state of the art when it comes to the kind of solutions, the ones you just spoke about? And where does it go from here? What's the future scope of the kind of things someone would get to work on? Yes, I would say the future is very exciting. I'm very excited. And uh, that's because uh, if I look back in my career 20 years back, I wanted to work on everything which was cool. And I think with Microsoft Platform right now, the opportunities are unlimited. You want to work on blockchain, you want to work on AI, you want to work on data. If you want to build cool hardware, uh, Mukta referred to Edge, where you want to build a hardware which is optimized for data and AI, but it is not connected to the network, you name it and you can work. And I think we are providing solution across every single thing for our clients and working go-to-market with Microsoft. And that creates an unbelievable opportunity for if you want to learn new stuff, mm-hmm. there can't be a better place than this. So what kind of role specifically or what kind of background mm-hmm. uh, do you usually look for when someone wants to sort of jump into this or what stage in their career should they be ideally for uh, them to consider uh, jumping into the Microsoft uh, platform? So I think uh, ideally right from the start, <laughs> <laughs> they should be taking more and more courses on the Microsoft platform, the Microsoft Pod framework, the uh, Microsoft Cognitive you know, services toolkit and so on, right when they are, you know, studying their engineering or going through their MCA, BCA courses. That's where they should ideally start. But if I were to look at, uh, you know, yes, people would have worked on different technologies. Even at later stages, there is this, you can start at any point in time mm-hmm. because the Microsoft stack is a relatively much more easier stack to pick up. And yes, after that, the engineering components that you can work on are limitless. But I don't think there is a very, uh, it's, it's something that if you have not worked on Microsoft, you cannot pick it up. I wouldn't say that. And in terms of the profiles, I think clearly the demands or the requirements of our clients are changing now. Uh, We earlier used to have, you know, developer profiles or a kind of, you know, uh, tester profiles and so on. But now what the clients are asking us for are two things, breadth and depth. And what I mean by that is breadth as in somebody who understands 
lot of components of the Microsoft Microsoft stack. I mean, person understands how to plug in the AI within the uh, data platform that I'm building. How do I pull out the data? What is the uh, CRM system behind it, a dynamic system? The expectation is that you should know the breadth of the products, even non-Microsoft. For example, how does a Spring or a Hibernate framework work mm-hmm. along with how do you get Java applications ported onto the cloud? When we talk of Azure, everything is anyways, uh, you know, an open ecosystem. Right. So that's one, which is the breadth. And the second thing that our clients are asking for is deep specialization. So if there is somebody who is working in the space of data, how exactly can I enable my clients scattered data, consolidated onto a single platform for them, help them make sense and derive business insights out of it. So the clients are looking for that kind of a combination, which means that the profiles that we are hiring are either deep specialists, deep, you know, technologists with extensive years of experience in the Microsoft stack or the other ones that we will look at is with the breadth of knowledge and kind of full stack experience, not just limiting to, you know, I can just do design or I can just gather requirements or I can just probably develop a a front end screen. I can do a database side of things. It's full stack developers, the kind of profiles that we're looking at. And what's the most exciting, I would say, role to look forward to in the next you know, five years. I mean, in in the world, I'm asking five because that's the max one can think of. The world is changing yeah. so fast, right? So what's the most exciting sort of role to look forward to and why Microsoft, maybe if I could ask. I, I think five years is a very long horizon. These yeah. days, it's, it's too long for it's the too cloud. Long. It's yeah. probably one to three years is what we can talk about. And uh, the, the key area that we would look at is data and AI because that's where there's a tremendous uh, opportunity and the clients are looking at a significant amount of work in the space of data and AI to help them diverge their business, to diverge their business, open up new lines of businesses for them. So I would think that data and AI would be the key place to for us to focus on building our skills. So I, I would say um, I agree with Mukta. Technology stack and their shelf life has changed significantly right. from uh, where I started my career. You did one thing and you did that well and then you continue to grow in that more with a lot more complexity, bigger client, project. Uh, However, we have come uh, to a completely different world now where technologies are changing very rapidly. Things which did not exist three years back um, are now pretty much um, consumer-grade stuff like what we said we thought 10 years back. Self-driving cars, uh, that <laughs> yeah. seems like dream. It's never going to happen in my lifetime. And now they're pretty much real. Yeah. Um, edge computing, um, the AI recommendation systems, uh, and AR, VR, 3D printers. When I started my career, those things were almost like science fiction. But if you look at uh, it's changing and it's evolving very rapidly. And hence, I would say, if you have good foundation knowledge, if you have learning ability, that's all what we need. We need smart people. And then you can be a full stack developer. You can be a business architect. You could be a technical architect. You can do a, go and build an AI solution. You can go and do a AR, VR, XR stuff. Yeah, it's it, limitless. It, it's limitless. And I, I would say the, the world is shifting to what Mukta described as from I-shaped to T-shaped. With learning agility is the one which is going to make a big difference. It's not about what you know today. It's about what you can learn as new things come in and you can learn and rapidly and go and apply to their customers and clients. 
Perfect. So on on that note, I think that's that's some really good uh, you know insights and food for thought for everyone listening in. And of course, uh, I will be uh, sharing the details on how uh, you know one can d- jump into a career into this space. Thank you so much, uh, both of you, for being here and sharing these insights with us. It was great having you, and we hope that a lot of people who have been listening will be m- jump onto the the Microsoft domain. Thanks a lot. Uh, Enjoyed the experience. Thank you so much, Lalitya. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And thank there's you. an exciting world waiting for all of us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sangeeta and Mukta. This was a really great conversation. I think the real-world examples, of course, and all the implementations and case studies you spoke about uh, with Microsoft and Accenture were obviously very interesting. The Accenture Microsoft Business Group, of course, is doubling down on this success as a unique partnership in the marketplace. We covered a lot today, starting with the history, current scenario, the future of Alliance, Accenture's role in this, and of course, the kind of talent required to make a career in this space. I hope everyone listening had a great time, and a lot of people are inspired to take up a job in this space for their professional careers. To everyone else listening in, if you're excited about what was discussed here today, and if you're interested in exploring careers with Accenture, check out the open positions at careers.accenture.com. On the next episode, we talk about SAP. Until then, I'm your host Shiladitya on Tech Careers in the New, the podcast series presented by Accenture. The modern world is obsessed with food and agriculture. Everywhere you look, new and exciting technologies are bringing food innovation to your street market, your grocery store, your doorstep, and your plate. From our quest for the perfect food photos to our rediscovery of ancient grains, quite simply, food has never been sexier. But guess what? The modern food system is broken. It's a major cause of climate change, antibiotic resistance, and global poverty. So how did we get here? and where are we going most importantly how are we going to feed 10 billion people globally by the year 2050 through better more sustainable means i'm varun deshpande and i'm ramya ramurthy and we work for the good food institute a global non-profit accelerating the transformation to a more healthy sustainable and just food system the next food revolution is here on feeding 10 billion we're giving you the inside view You can tune into us every Tuesday on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Did you know that Parsis in Mumbai instead of being left at the tower of silence after they die are now cremated and why because a cow fell sick in the early 1990s? Did you know that the smog in Delhi is caused by something that farmers in Punjab do and that there's no way to stop them? Did you know that there wasn't one gas tragedy in Bhopal but three one of them was seen but two were unseen Did you know that many well-intentioned government policies hurt the people they're supposed to help Why was demonetization a bad idea How should GST have been implemented Why are all our politicians so corrupt when not all of them are bad people I'm Amit Verma and in my weekly podcast The Seen and the Unseen I take a shot at answering all these questions and many more. I aim to go beyond the scene and show you the unseen effects of public policy and private action. I speak to experts on economics, political philosophy, cognitive neuroscience and constitutional law so that the insights can blow not only my mind 
but also yours. The Seen and the Unseen releases every Monday. So do check out the archives and follow the show at seenunseen.in. You can also subscribe to The Seen and the Unseen on whatever podcast app you happen to prefer.